We are back for another episode of the Side Draft Podcast. Didn't get one done last week. I had gone on vacation in the middle of the week, and we couldn't get to doing it. But uh, here we are. We're going to do a quick recap of the round of 16 in Bristol. I feel like we're going to have to add an extra box on your soapbox this week. <laughs> hey, there might be. Oh, my gosh. There, there's so many. So, with, with I guess real quick with Bristol, let's get that out of the way. Kevin Harvick is eliminated. Didn't make it. Um, should have. Should have been in there. He had a chance to. He had multiple chances. Had, well, he wrecked, he DNF'd in every race, didn't he? I did believe. He? I think he did. Well, he had a chance there at the end, you know. But again, it oh, was no. it was a yeah, uh, he didn't DNF at Bristol. His right. crew his crew couldn't get they they had tire issues. It and was he it was a it was a pit road screw up towards the end of the race. The first two races though, he DNF'd. In that point, he had to win, and it it didn't happen. But Suarez, but he was he was in it was a must win position for Kevin Harvick, and he was in position to win it and just couldn't do it. Well, Suarez and Cindric also found a way to make it in, which I thought was good. And we're getting, as we get into the round of 12, we'll dive into that a little bit more. Um, drivers who were eliminated, you have Chase Briscoe, who was eliminated. You had Alex, but was Alex Bowman eliminated? Uh, I don't even remember Tyler now. Reddick. That's right. Oh, golly, that's right. Tyler Reddick, Kevin Harvick. I feel like it was. I thought I saw Suarez w- with the yellow line underneath. I was watching the races. Kyle Busch, Kyle Busch was eliminated. Yes, he was. That's right, at Bristol, because he got in that accident. Yeah. And then, and then who was the other one? Was it Briscoe? No, those were your four. Harvick, Bush. Bowman? Dylan and Reddick. Dylan and Reddick. Okay, so Bowman's still in there. Yeah. And and and, uh, and, and Bowman's been finding a way to, you know, actually run okay. Suarez had had a good run going at Bristol, or had, had a good run going last week at uh, Texas, which is a track that he's been solid at, those mile and a halfs. But uh, anyways, the, the round of 16 is done. Kyle Busch, of course, eliminated... That ends, not that people aren't going to talk about him anymore, but the whole controversy contract deal is done. He's been eliminated from the playoffs. I mean, if he wins no, a race, Austin he'll be Dillon's involved. still in there. What am I saying? Who did get eliminated? We're a little bit rusty. Well, because NASCAR, the NASCAR website has this all jacked up. Like right now in the playoffs, they're showing Austin Dillon is 14th. Which means he was eliminated. But he still has a playoff tag in Fantasy NASCAR. Oh, yeah. I think I think they all do. I guess they do. Yeah, okay. I rec- I realized that when I was picking my drivers. So Austin Dillon was eliminated in, in that why do- I-, I don't know why they do that. It's just, hey, this guy's a playoff driver. Speaking of which, uh, we're going to get into But fantasy. they're no longer a playoff driver. I know they're not. And it's – I will say this. So based on those first three races, it was chaos. And if you want to add to the NASCAR roulette wheel, essentially that exists. The first four races have been chaos. Well, I was going to say, you want to add to that, we get Texas where you don't want, you you want to be going slower than the average, than the fastest pace because you're going to blow a tire essentially and that's what had happened. There was, I forget whose tire it was, but there was a bubble right right along the, there was a bubble and then there was a, a slit right right along the edge of the tire. And, uh, Steve that was Latar- Martin Truex Jr. It was? Yeah, Steve Steve Letarte was talking about that, and it's like, yeah, this. They're basically the consensus was, yeah, this is not an ideal circumstance. Uh, you're only going 30, 30 laps, and your tires blowing. Yeah. So there's 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 a lot of, of vocal. There were teams that were running out of tires for crying out loud. Which Joey Logano was out, I think, with sixty five to go. Yeah. If I remember right, I don't know how he made it without having an incident, but but he found a way, and they, I don't know if he just backed go, off. They had to go back to their best scuffs. <laughs> But holy crap, that that race, I guess in a way, so Texas was awful, that all-star race. I don't know how it would have been had the tires not had problems, but it made it a little bit more entertaining at least because you're, you're sitting on edge like, okay, when's the next when's the next guy going to come off a four and completely lose it? I mean, everybody was Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., uh, Chris Buescher, Cody Ware had had a hard hit. Uh, Chase Elliott, who was leading at the time, had a hard hit. Ricky Stenhouse Jr. spun out, coming off a two. It was insane. Well, honestly, I think it was uh, pretty sure it was Dave Moody that even tweeted out on, you know, a, a, after, on an MRN. Uh, yeah, he he even tweeted out towards the end of the race. The saddest part of all this uh, that on the rare occasion where someone isn't crashing, blowing tires, the racing actually was pretty good. There were guys that were sending it in. You you could pass on the top. You were able to pass on the bottom. You know, you could dime in the corner a little bit. I thought that was. I thought it was more entertaining just from, again, I was driving in the car and I was more listening to it than watching while I was driving, which would have not have been a good thing. But I got back. 
the, the, the uh, red flag and that that allowed us to get home and we watched the bat the, about the last 130 or whatever it was but the racing seemed to be good but when you're on edge and again this is another safety concern with NASCAR and, and I think NASCAR and I saw somebody tweet this out I don't remember who it was but they were a guy that had covered NASCAR for a while they say one thing that's good about NASCAR is that they always respond well to safety concerns and issues the following season of course that's the following season. Can they even do anything now to the cars? I don't think they can at this point. You're you're kind of just stuck with what you have. But you're 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 at the point now where they better make some changes because of you know the wear and tear on the cars. There, there's I forget who it was. I think Kevin Harvick was asked if he was okay by a random fan or whatever, and he's he goes. I'm getting red light therapy right now on my neck and my back. I feel terrible. Look at Cody Ware. Well, exactly. Well, and, and I think Kevin even Kevin went a step further, and I thought this was interesting. Kevin Harvick said, "Normally, I would have been out of the race when I backed into the fence like that. Instead, you're putting us back out there, and I understand that you want us back out there. But when the cars aren't as safe and you're not driving as well, is it?" You know, you're, is is it as as the car as safe as it was before the race started, or is it less safe and you're still driving your car out there? Right. So th- that that's I think part of the issue, along with the, you know, the tire concern. I think is the least of the worries really, because you've got parts breaking, cars catching on fire, that we've seen, and it, it's it's not been a, as a, as much of a disaster as that Texas race was, but that's one of the things that is going to be addressed, I think, in the off season is how do we make these cars safer? How do we make them? I guess just safer so that if you go back out while they are more durable, if you get in another accident, you're 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 not going to hurt yourself. Do you feel? Because I I kind of feel like all of a sudden we're having this conversation. I can't imagine the safety of these cars has gone downhill worse than where it was. What like thirty years ago or whatever? Is that well, not not even thirty years ago? But I mean, you know, you you car look at car the car tomorrow. Look look at the beginning of the season. We were amped up. We were loving the racing, and is it just because it was, you know, the, the drivers are taking the same hits, and it's like, okay, you know, things things aren't changing. You know, are 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 they getting more aggressive? Are things getting worse? Are are all of a sudden yeah. it was they got tired of it and they started talking about it more? I think that might be part of it. Where like, if you have a hard hit, it's like, yeah, yeah, that, that was a hard lick, but then you realize that every hit is kind of hard, and you're like, okay, that really shouldn't have hurt as much as it did. I mean, you look back to Daytona. You look back to, to there were there were some bad wrecks at Auto Club Speedway when they yeah. were there at the beginning of the season, you know. But we I think I think it I think it's more of what more of it wearing on them. We weren't thinking anything of you know the safety of the cars. We were thinking, no. holy crap, this is great racing, and you're able to get the cars back out on track. This is something we'd never seen before, right? I mean, yeah. So you know, I'm 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 thinking, and and this this safety issue is just something that's kind of popped up in realistically the last month last six weeks yeah okay so to get more into this so not only did we have the tire issues but we also had a penalty given to denny ham it wasn't even a penalty it's hey you didn't maintain speed you got to go to the back of the line (laughs) after he was shoved in in the middle of a caution i don't know if you've seen this video but you got to look it up on twitter um nascar put it out on twitter for crying out loud that's right nascar's twitter account posted this video that according to kevin harvick these cameras are exclusively NASCARs, and they're not—they're not available on a broadcast. So we would not have seen this, but NASCAR posted it. Here's a look at what happened between William Byron and Denny Hamlin. You can clearly see the the yellow lights are out. You hear a rev of the engine up, like I'm speeding up, and he tapped Denny, and Denny, who's slowing down, you're going to lose control of the car because you're not expecting it. It's a caution, and you get shoved into the grass. Now afterwards, as Unbelievable Drew, me, as this me, may let sound. Play, let me t- play devil's advocate here, though. You're oh. coming. No, well, no. You're you're playing. You're coming off a of turn four. You're doing 180 miles an hour. But you slow down. You don't rev the engine up. You you don't. It's not, it, he sped up. There was there was a difference of two seconds between where the lights come on and where he actually runs into Denny Hamlin. You know that's that's a difference of you're not when you're doing 180 miles an hour. You know, think about when you're driving down the interstate at, at 78 miles an hour, the, the two mile an hour under the marker. So, you know, the highway patrol won't pull you over. Yeah. You know, you're not paying attention to every single little detail on the side of the road. You're paying attention to the car in front of you. 
And if you've got your eyes on that car in front of you coming off of turn four, going into that tri-oval, you're not looking at that little yellow blinky light that's on the catch fence. It's 12 feet high in the air. That was avoidable. Uh, we're going to be against each and I think, do you actually agree with me, but you're playing devil's advocate? I, or, or do you, are you, do you actually think that he, I, I really, I really am on the fence. I think it could have been avoidable. And I think, I think, I think the burden is not necessarily on the driver, but it's on your crew chief. It's on your spotter. You've got to be watching that stuff as well. Sure. You've got to get that info, and you've got to relay that to your driver. Hey, caution's out. Back it down. Yeah. So that way, I mean, you're racing from position at that point. So Scott Miller afterwards said NASCAR didn't realize Byron had spun Hamlin until they went back to green because they had focused on the cause of the caution. Now, I believe this was the Cody Ware incident when this happened, if I remember right. So obviously, very important issue. But when you have NASCAR that's got these cameras exclusive to you, there there's no excuse to say that you didn't see it. Now, if they think that there was no – if it's a racing incident and there's no penalty, fine. Come on, say it. But uh, since they said a points penalty or other penalties to Byron are possible. So we'll see, I guess, maybe coming up on Wednesday, yeah. tomorrow. We may have a good idea for what exactly is going to happen. Uh, Kevin Harvick goes, how in the world is this possible? <laughs> Um, and, and Kevin Harvick, uh, to him and Denny Hamlin's credit, they've been very, they've been vocal. And I think also um, it's a good thing because whether you like their opinions or not, it gives you a point of view from the driver that we don't typically hear or see that often. Now, you can always go and look up audio if you follow Bob Pockris or you follow Jeff Gluck or whoever, NASCAR. Sure. You can find it. If you have Sirius XM, it's more convenient because drivers come and they appear and they talk about it a little bit more. Not everybody has Sirius XM, but being able to have guys on Twitter who can, like Kevin Harvick, can log in and say, hey, this screwed up, you know, and this is why. And then Rodney Childers comes on, and I'm not going to dive into this soliloquy that he gave, but it's a very technical explanation for maybe the tires aren't to blame. It's more of NASCAR putting such strict limitations on how the cars are set up that there, there's things like you, you technically, I think it was Ronnie Childers who was saying you could lower certain aspects of the car and it would help the tire pressure and air get through the tires. That's not the case though, because NASCAR has their limitations. Right. So as a result, not as much air is getting in, in the tires. Even if you crank that air pressure up and you're leaning on that right side, the tire is going to go just based on the specifications that NASCAR has got. Someone also said, uh, Kevin Harvick, could we get a crappy ass tire shirt too? And, Kevin goes, not a bad idea. <laughs> um, so I, I think that it's very interesting. Okay, it was the Truex incident. It wasn't even the Cody Ware incident. I'm looking at it now. And Denny Hamlin said, uh, I don't know how they would have missed it. It played on screen five times during the caution. So, uh, And also, uh, Scott Miller added, according to Jeff Gluck, he said if they'd seen it, they would have either given your spot back or sent Byron to the back. He said they should have had eyes on it. So basically, Nat NASCAR has said, "Hey, we screwed up here." And Denny said, "We were on the radio yelling at them what happened." I challenged my spot. What are they doing up there? Obviously, they were paying too much attention to Martin Truex Jr. Wow. They, they, they didn't want him to flip off a car again. <laughs> well, and, oh, this is a great segue. Speaking of Martin Truex Jr., he he little old calm Martin Truex Jr. has gotten quite vocal here in in recent weeks as well tell us how you feel martin the situations with the tires and what you experienced well i mean it's just scary because you never know what's going to happen and um you know you're running 185 or whatever 190 going off into turn three and that's where they keep exploding so not real sure what's going on you know all i know is halfway through the race james james told me on the radio that um denny hamlin in the grass is that really just happening yeah oh that was earlier that was earlier oh yeah, so um, anyways, back to this, the tire story. We, we had no problems all day, and then all of a sudden we took one tire off, and it, James said it wouldn't have made one more lap. He's like, I have no idea why. We've, had, we've run more laps on tires than this one, but this thing, I've never seen anything look like this in my whole life. Then we go racing and putting more tires on, everything's fine. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're leading, and poof, it blows out. So um, I just don't know. I don't even know what to say between 
crappy parts and tires exploding and all the bullshit we're dealing with. For the teams, for the drivers, for NASCAR, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? There's a lot of people that make a lot of money to do this and get this stuff right. That's all I'm going to say about it. Tell them! <laughs> so, clearly NASCAR is not listening to the podcast because we're not the ones making a lot of money. They're not listening to anybody, apparently. <laughs> like, hey, we're, we're telling you the issues. And uh, to NASCAR's credit, they're, they're not going to change the car now because these guys have already built cars no, up. There's, and there's six it, races left, and there's, there's nothing six cars that are set up in the shops. They're ready to go to the last six races, if and the season's over. Th- th- this is not going to happen. But if, if it really got – say something happens, and hopefully it doesn't at Talladega, we're like, yeah, we're not putting up with this anymore, and they boycott the rest of the season. There's no way that's going to happen. But but can you imagine a situation like that where guys are like yeah I'm not driving this car because it's not safe, or they file a lawsuit or something. Well, I I see I, I that happening before anything else. I, I don't know if the do the drivers have a union, <laughs> a players a drivers association. Right. That's never has that ever happened before. A drivers I don't think that's ever really been. I doubt it. The person who look who, at where NASCAR started. Do you really think no, that yeah, there's you know what. <laughs> You're right about that. The one driver who would start it is Denny Hamlin, though. Yeah. And he would be the president of the Drivers Association. Gu- guaranteed. Well, yeah. Because Denny pays attention to a lot. I think Denny out of... Not that he pays more attention to motorsports than any other driver, but I think just in terms of being very vocal about what he has to say. Like, Kyle Busch will, will give you a rant, and, and it's funny, but it's not... It, there's there there's sense to it, but it also is more just him being pissed off. Denny Hamlin's like, look, this, there's a problem here. Here's why, and this is what can fix it. It seems to me that he comes across more in that regard. And he's been on Dale Jr.'s podcast or, or on a door bumper clear as well with Dirty Mo Media um, <clears throat> talking about stuff before as well. Um, neither here nor there. Tyler Reddick wins another race. Of, co- uh, of course, he's not in the playoffs anymore, which is a bummer. First mile and a half that he's won at, which is nice. And as he said after the race, I've we've been in contention so many times at tracks like this, but we've al- there's always something that happens. It didn't happen this time. Out of all the racetracks, to have something go wrong, this would have been the one that made the most sense. Mm-hmm. But in the complete opposite of what's happened all year, Tyler Reddick doesn't have an accident, and he wins the race. So good good for him, and you and I were talking about this before. But the, Rick Allen suggested, you know, this team didn't quit. They didn't give up. It's like, well, they're not going to do that, Rick, because you're, you're a race car driver, and Kyle Busch, I guarantee you, is not quitting on the season. He wants to run well You've for the sake of his reputation. Some, you got 30-some cars that go out there week in and week out. You want to do well for your team. You want to do well because it's your name on the hood of that car. But only 12 cars are competing for a championship, so that's that's insinuating that, you know. <laughs> well, no, that's the thing, too, and I wonder if that's a – do you think that – and I think that this year with the car and everything, it's, it's a good thing that more drivers are getting involved in this, so there's more storylines that are outside of just the playoff guys. But did you feel like, I don't know, within the last decade, that the broadcast was really – or the, the the way the playoffs were set up were were dictating how the race was broadcast and how the playoffs were covered, how the chase for the cup was covered. Because I think that you know turning turning on the race the last four weeks. If I didn't know we were in the NASCAR playoffs, I'd have no idea we were in the NASCAR playoffs yeah. because this is the first year in God knows how long where the broadcast has not focused on just ten guys and that's it. Right. Which I, I, I don't know why. I understand. Your first three races are 16 playoff drivers, but realistically, we're just going to focus on these seven because they're the ones that are still going to be around towards the second half. I understand of the playoffs. that. But also, this is where the, the docuseries comes in. That's what the docuseries is for. Which has been so good. That's what the docuseries is for is hey, we're going to vote when it comes to the playoffs. We're not talking about when, when, when we go. Kevin Harvick, we're not talking about him anymore. Kyle Bush. We're we're not not talking about him anymore. We're moving on to the round of 12. Then we're moving on to the round of 8, and we're focusing on those teams and those drivers. That's what the docuseries is for. The broadcast is, hey, Brad Keselowski was running really good in that race. Let's talk about Brad a little bit. You know, there's times when they bring up a guy's name, and it's like, we we haven't said his name much, but here's a guy in seventh place. It's like, well, no crap, he's been there for the last 55 laps or 60 laps, and you haven't said anything yet. Yeah, I I, I think that it dictated a little bit too much, but no, this is good. And NBC's broadcasting crew is i hate to compare but they're they're just you like the legendary guys of course you got mike joy you got larry mack and fox d- does a decent job but i think nbc well, with, with, he, I, with well, the hang, hang on hang on before you go you know further 
you do have the legendary guys over at Fox. And I <laughs> yes. always had been, you know, a huge fan of the Fox broadcast yep. up until recent years. Is that, be, is that because they went to the – it's not Clint's fault. It's not Clint's fault either. It's not Clint's it's fault. Not. It's, it's not, not Jeff Gordon's I just, fault. I think, I think it lost – I think Fox just lost some of the magic. You know, they got rid of the Hollywood Hotel. That's and, right. Jeff Heyman. Yeah. You know, they – when they went to the di- – and, and both networks, all the networks did this. They went to the digital cutaway, which makes sense. But, you know, back in the day when they first came on, and they actually had this full car yeah. that was on a, a tilt, and you could and go the, over and there. They were, and- yeah, they were there. And, you know, that's another thing, too, is that everything's done it in the Race Hub studio or whatever now. Right. They used to have Race Day there at the track with Speed Channel and – and the, the, it was the, an event. The Home Depot uh, race or whatever why, it was. I don't know why nobody has brought this back as big as NASCAR is is making its resurgence. It was like college game day. Right. But, but for NASCAR. And there tons of people loved it. It truly I mean, I remember going to some of those races, Atlanta Motor Speedway, and it was just like it was that college game day atmosphere Packed, yeah. hours before the race even started. You know, they people wanted to go and see Jeff the, Hammond. The yeah. stage was empty, but you had thousands of people gathered around the stage just to see Jimmy Spencer. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> now they have, I remember, they didn't, I don't, they might have done this out of Atlanta. And the pit reporters. I, I swear there used to be like five or six pit reporters. Now you got two, maybe three. Yeah. And I don't know if it's a COVID thing or. or... Somebody brought that up that uh, Kelly Stavis. Was supposed has was on the broadcasting crew for NBC. She hasn't been in a race yet this year. Yeah, and maybe that's because she was doing an IndyCar. I'm not sure, but it's like COVID. You know, the whole the the COVID mentality. Well, and, and a why, lot of why, them, why have multiple people when you, when we only need like two or three? A lot of these people are crossing over, which I get. Fox do, does the same thing too with Jamie Little. Jamie Little is like the person for. Well, yeah, but Fox look at, look at, and she, look she, at she's Kim great. Coon. Look yes. at Kim Coon. Same thing. Yep. She works for NBC, but at the same time, she works for MRN. You know, one week she's calling a race for the radio broadcast. Next week she's, you know, she's pit reporting for NBC. You know, and I understand staffing issues across the country. Paying paying people. Get your crew and stick to your crew. I agree. I'm I'm full on with you. I I think that having Daryl Waltrip, too, in the booth, and I understand that Daryl... That, that that broadcast was kind of wacky at times, but Daryl DW being DW and Larry Mack up there in the booth, I thought Larry Mack when they brought him back up there, I thought he was great. I thought it was too, but there, but, but then then they went right away from it again. I, it's like okay, it, that's what I'm saying. It lost some of the magic that it had 20 years ago when they first came on the air. Yeah. Anyways, Tyler Reddick wins. I kicked tail in the. I, I, only well, only in this NASCAR league can I put up 201 <laughs> points and still get my butt beat and finish third out of four. Both, both I put up 236. I put up 240. I got all my – Jeremy got 165. He's full on out of it now. Jeremy's – no, did you look at the standings? Jeremy's dead last. Yeah, I know. Jeremy. I told you, I'm making my comeback slowly but surely. The rise. Picking uh, them off one by one. And this is the thing. Jeremy had – Jeremy, I don't know what it is with Jeremy. He just can't. Chase Elliott, too. I'm glad I didn't use Chase Elliott. I'm down to only two usages left, though, on Kyle Larson. I have yet to use Chase Elliott this this playoffs. I've still got four with Chase, so I'm I'm, I'm hanging in there okay. But I got all my matchups right, which was nice. I only missed one. <clears throat> League standings now. I am... Are we looking at overall standings or playoff standings? Overall, I am 200... I'm, I'm 208 points. Over second place. You are still dead last. <laughs> Whatever. I don't like this game. This game's stupid. <laughs> well, with six races left, I mean, all, all I need is a couple more good good, good picks. Did you go in there on race day and change it no, to... No, I, 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 I was driving. I, I, picked my, I made my picks on Sunday morning before I left home, mm-hmm. before I left Indy. And I and and I was I was as I was following the race I was like what stage is it babe and Bree goes still stage one like the stages were hundred laps hundred laps hundred laps I thought that was interesting they didn't really break Bree them up started like at that three o'clock didn't finish till dang near nine yeah rain came in there for a little bit minute or red flag yeah but I was able to change my which was uh, barely any rain it was a lightning delay 
That's right. I was able to change my... Uh, I don't even think they put the, the Titan air dryers on track. There was that little bit of rain. I will say I was very glad that Chase had the accident when he did because if he'd waited until stage three I would or the final stage, I'd have been very irritated. <laughs> so they're going to Talladega this week, and guess what we get to do? The random picks where I'm not picking many playoff drivers, baby. I'm telling you right now. Nope. This is going to be a Martin Truex Jr. week. I've got five usages left of him. I don't. I might pick Bowman. I've been running the crap out of Truex, which makes <laughs> should, me mad. Should I pick Bowman? Eh, might as well. I know he's a playoff driver, but I'm taking Suarez as well. Eric Jones is absolutely in my lineup. Austin Sindrick is absolutely in my lineup. Bubba Wallace is in my lineup. And then I think my reserve driver is going to be... Maybe Ryan Blaney? I've only got three usages left of Blaney. I'm not doing that. I'm taking Brad Keselowski. I'm not taking... I'm not taking... I'm, Suarez is my only playoff driver. If it works, great. If it doesn't, then uh, all right. See, I got I got Busher, McDowell, okay. Bubba Wallace, Austin Sendrick, Brad Keselowski, and Logano. That's my play yeah. is my garage driver. I'm debating doing blank. How many more usages do, do you have of... Uh, of, of of Joey, three. Three. That's so why. I, that's why he's in my garage. I have three of Blaney, and I don't want to. I only I, have three of Blaney as well. I, I'm saving my my three with Blaney. Matchups: Tyler Reddick and Austin Dillon. Please. Uh, Actually, you know what? It it is a uh, it, it is Talladega. It is Talladega. Um, Tyler Reddick's got nothing to lose. I'm getting. I'm that, getting that, I got. I got Reddick. Yeah. Denny he's, Ham- he's hot. He, he, you you can't deny him. Denny Hamlin or William Byron? Uh, Hamlin. He's better at the super speedways. Yeah. Bowman, Bowman or Christopher Bell? Bell. Chris Busher or Bubba Wallace? That's the they're, toughest. They're that's, both that's the in my one. lineup. That's the toughest one. They're both in my lineup, but Man. I'm going. I'm going Wallace. He's he's been he's been too good in that 45. I'm going with Bubba. So we match four for four. I know that's what we're doing. <laughs> Our lineups though are very different. Yeah. The only person that the only two that you and I have together are Bubba Wallace and Austin Sindrick. Yeah. Fine by me. <laughs> One of us is gonna be happy, the other one's gonna be like, well, this is not Sounds about right. Story of the season. Hey, you know what? It's fine. This race can be one that's very, very detrimental to and, and, you know, we have Daytona where you determine who's in the playoffs, but this one, after you have the tire issues at Texas. You get Talladega, which is obviously a very uh, give-or-take race. You have no idea what's going to happen, really, until it actually happens. The Roval, kind of in a similar spot a little bit later on. Where, where do they, do they, they don't go to the Roval next, do they? It's in the round of eight? I thought the Roval was in the round of, uh, was in the round of eight and not the round of 12. Because they mentioned the Roval yesterday. D- during, um, yeah, no, it's Talladega. It then the is Roval. the Roval. Oh, they switched the Roval... Uh, they put Homestead where the Roval normally is. Because it? it's Roval, Martinsville. Yeah. Yeah. Or no. No, you're right. The Roval is a must-win race, isn't it? Has, hasn't it always been that way? Because didn't Chase, when he won the championship, didn't he have to win at the Roval? He wrecked his car, came back, and still won. Then he had to win at Martinsville, and he won at Martinsville. Then he won at Phoenix. Was that the way that it went? It might have actually been that way. I, I I can't remember, but it seems like the Roval I thought was a little bit later in the schedule. But it, anyways, uh, no, I want to say you might be right. That was well, no, that that may have been a few years ago. That was the year that uh, Jimmy Johnson and uh, Martin Truex Jr. got into it. That little dogleg coming to the start finish line, and then gave the win to Ryan Blaney. Oh, that's right, yeah, because Jimmy needed the window in order to, to they stay. both did, and, and and Jimmy couldn't. Jimmy would have gotten there. But Jimmy couldn't get the car refired, and he was slowly drifting. His cars were driving by. Had he had he fired it up quick and made, he would have made it. Yeah, that was that was pretty. I will say this for Jimmy Johnson fan, not good news for Martin Truex fan, not good news. But that was a absolute insane finish to that race, and it was fun. Yeah. Speaking of Jimmy Johnson, too, real quick before we pick our winner for Talladega, he is retiring from full time racing. He went to IndyCar That's this past crazy. season, ran full time. He said he's not running full-time anymore, but he is going to run bucket list events. For NASCAR fans, you ought to circle that all-star race date at North Wilkesboro because he has never raced there. 
I would absolutely NASCAR assume. NASCAR fans are not going to be able to buy a ticket to that race. I would absolutely assume that Jimmy Johnson is going to be there at that race. Yeah. Because he, he's eligible. He has his all-star uh, provisional. Can you imagine if he wins, in that, if he gets thrown in that track house car and he wins? <laughs> okay, Jimmy Johnson could come back, maybe? One more is season? Is he another one of those drivers that has a lifetime deal with Hendrick, though? I have no idea. It's Chevy. Hendrick should be like, fine, we need to put you in a good car and we don't have any open for you. Hendrick I, I understand that. However, kick, kick Bowman out and put him in the 48. It is the all-star race. Is Bowman going to make it? If he wins the Daytona 500, he will. That might be the only race that he... He always finds a way to well back his way into a win, I guess, is what I was going to say, but that's the way it goes with him. <laughs> um, William Byron's gotten hot kind of all of a sudden, but yeah, he had that incident, of course. He's up there in the points. Ryan Blaney is still up there. Denny Hamlin's having a solid run, of course, up until that race on Sunday. But Joey Logano, has he become the favorite to win the title at this point? Oh, most definitely. He is, he's, the, he's, he's he is the points leader, he's, correct? Yeah, he's consistent. He's finishing races. Ross Chastain, as well as second. All of a sudden, he has just become Mr. Silent. Like, they don't they don't talk about him. You don't see him. And all fine of a sudden, by, he's fine just by there. Yeah. It almost makes me want to pick him, but I, I just, I know. No, you can't. No, no. You've made that decision. And I know. No, that's the thing. I, it makes me want to, but I know at some point. As soon as you do. <laughs> at some point, payback is going to come. And payback from, Danny's got, he said, what do he say after this? Add him to the list of guys that I owe. <laughs> that I owe. And he, he did say he was going to get it at some point. So, uh, not only I, I think at this point, Ross Chastain is, is so it, it doesn't matter to Denny anymore. I don't know if Ross is actually going to get that payback unless unless he's he won't if he makes it to the championship four. I think at that point something's going to happen, and I know that would be a really bad look. Or if he's in the if he's in the round of eight, I think Denny also realizes there's too much going on, especially with him. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't want nor need that microscope on him. He doesn't need that right, magnification right. of, <laughs> you know, he's he's barking up the wrong tree and then all of a sudden, you know, turns right back around and does the same thing he's complaining about. All of a sudden, Suarez as well is seventh in points. Yeah. Granted, he's four only four above the cut line. Chase Elliott is four above the cut line. Right now under Chase Briscoe, Austin Sindra, Christopher O'Bell, Alex Bowman, Christopher Bell, 29 points out. He's had some bad luck over the last couple of races. Did did make it through the round of 16, obviously, but uh, it was just and had that tough finish as well. So he and Alex Bowman are not necessarily in must-win. I would say more likely to make it, though, is absolutely Christopher Bell. Right. You go to the Roval, much better luck there, I would say, than Alex Bowman. Alex Bowman's okay, but... Christopher Bell can still he tend, technically they they could point their way in. How would you go about this race? I guess, and then then we'll make our picks here. Uh, if you're Christopher Bell and Alex Bowman, do you just say, you know what? What I would do? Do, do you go for stage points? Reservation. To, would you go for stage points to get those bonus points, or do you say, you know what? I'm here to finish the race. You need to you need to finish a race. You got to have four tires and a body that's running. After uh... <laughs> stage one, I'm going for it. Five hundred miles. Stage one, I'm going for it. I'm getting as many points as possible. Stage two, I'm feeling it out. You're crazy. Well, you're when you're 29 points back. If you, if okay, if Chase Elliott, who's only four points above the cut line, if he goes and he wins, if he gets stage points, and then ends up wrecking out of the race, but you don't get stage points and you finish 15 places ahead of him, how many extra points do you really get on him? You don't. If Chase finishes second in, in both stages, gets 18 bonus points to you, and then you beat him by 15 places, you are really you almost break even. You got a better chance of winning the race with a running car than you don't with a DNF. I mean, that's a good point, but <laughs> this is why, this is why, and a lot of people don't like the stages. There's people who still don't. This is why the stages are good, because you have this conversation. Yeah. Because before, it's I'm riding around for 150 laps, and I'm not avoiding. I'm, a, I'm going to avoid an accident, and then I'm going to go up. This is what makes this particular stuff great with the playoffs. Is you got these stages where you're down 29 points. You technically can still point your way in with two races left, 
That's you, the thing, because there's two need races the, left. It's not even like it's an elimination race. But you, you need those stage points, but you go after stage points in a place like Talladega. Uh, I think Christopher Bell's going to be aggressive and go after it. I think Bowman might, too. I, I would go after it in stage one, see what happens if you finish eighth or whatever in the stage. I, I, I would absolutely gauge it. Stage. I would go stage by stage is what I would do. Yeah. If you're Chase Elliott, you absolutely want to make it to the end of the race. Don't you want to be aggressive, but but you don't. But you also don't want to. No, that's the thing. You don't want to play not to lose, right? And I think if you're Christopher Bell and you and you're Alex Bowman, and you're like, well, I'm just going to wait to the end of the race. You're playing not to lose, but it's really not going to help you that much, depending on who all around you does with stage points. Nobody's safe technically either at this point. No, Joey gets in an accident. Chastain gets in an accident. And by Byron and uh, uh, Bowman and Bell get stage points, and they end up finishing the race in the top five. Everything's changing. It shuffles a lot of stuff. I think that's really good. Who do you think is it going to win? You picking Joey? I'm not. Okay. You taking Busher? Talladega. It's crazy things. <laughs> crazy things happen, man. Close. Close. Brad. Todd Gilliland. Give me that front row, thirty-eight. That'd be awesome. Long John Silver's going to victory lane. Another guy to maybe watch is Ty Dillon. Now that that you met Harrison Burton, maybe? Yep. I'd love to see the Wood Brothers. Todd Gilliland, Harrison Burton, and uh, Ty Dillon are are, our upset guys to watch. I'm going... I really want I really want to pick Ryan Blaney because he's somehow has been so good at Talladega. I don't know how he's been able to do it, but he's survived the the accidents. Of course, you say that, and then they get in an accident. Of course, I am going to go with Brad Keselowski. Are you? He's going to pull it off. He's going to be over aggressive. It's it's going to be classic Brad. I know it's the playoffs. It's just like Day Daytona though. I'm sending it and I'm winning this thing. Sorry, don't, don't say send it. Talking about Brad Keselowski at Talladega. Okay. <laughs> within the rules. Oh, okay. I, I, I guess that that, okay. was, that was within the rules, what, what he did to Carl Edwards, I guess, too, because Carl came down, but it was a bad look for Brad. I, I'm picking Brad. He's he's going to... It's hard to really send it into somebody. Or it's, hard, it's hard to send it into a corner at Talladega as well. It's really not possible. I mean, it is. If you're all on, if you're all on one... <laughs> if you're second place and you're behind the leader and you get a good draft, you can send it deep into a corner... And try to dime it and try to cut, slide up in front, but there's really no sending it unless you wreck somebody intentionally, which I think Brad will potentially do. I'm taking Brad for the upset, but watch Ryan Blaney. Watch Talladega this weekend. Supposed to be gorgeous. You want you 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 want to make an emergency trip? Emergency trip. Partly sunny, seventy six. How much are tickets? Man, you can get tickets to Dega for like 20 bucks, I bet. Oh, I wouldn't be surprised. Track info. Buy tickets. I wonder if tickets are still... I mean, I'm sure they're still available. Yes. Buy tickets. TalladegaSuperSpeedway.com. October 2nd, buy single-day tickets. Oh, single-day tickets started at just 65 bucks for adults. Really? Yeah. 10 bucks for kids. Do you want to? Should, should I pretend like I'm ten? You look like you're ten. Sixty-five dollars minimum. We can paint your face in Kyle Busch M and M's colors. Hey, man. <laughs> I love M and M's and Skittles, even though they're not going to sponsor them anymore. Well, you know. Oh, for heaven's sake, too! And look, look, look where you're at. You're at the, you're at the Lincoln stretch here. You don't even get to see the end of the race. Well, you do, but. You just got to look right down pit road. Yeah, right. You got a perfect view right down I pit actually, road. One of the things too. So the last couple of races that Bree and I have been to, we've missed. We we we've been able to see pit road, like the Atlanta race. We were able to see it a little bit. But one thing that I miss, and at the Brickyard, we we'd be able to get this. Of course, it's it's kind of difficult to see because you got the wall and and, and the second level's kind of hanging down on you. But I love watching the pit stops live. I I love it. It's so much fun. The garage experience is eighty nine dollars. Really, for twenty bucks extra, you might as well. If you're going to spend sixty-five, oh wait, no. Do you mean you mean eighty-nine separate from the sixty-five, or do you mean garage and ticket? The NASCAR Cup Series garage experience for Sunday, October second, is eighty-nine dollars, and it doesn't include a ticket. Well, I mean, obviously you got a ticket because you got to get inside the infield. 
Well, I well, I'm saying you 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 have to buy like do you have to buy a ticket separately before you buy that pass? Uh, it doesn't give you any details on what the experience. Because if you're going to pay sixty five bucks for a ticket, you might as well all go to the garage. It's going to be more, more people in the garage at Talladega than they normally see. I wonder where that is. We're media. We got a podcast. Can't we just apply for credentials? I actually did that, and I never heard anything back. <clears throat> I did that for for the spring race. But oh well. Let's see. I I'm not sure, but I we this is going to be a very very fun race to watch, and I am. You still got a college ID? Twenty five bucks. <laughs> I don't have it with me. It's back at home, actually. You were just at home. <laughs> what? Why did you leave? Why don't you have your I college ID? I wasn't thinking that. It could be useful. <laughs> As a matter of fact, it's got it's got a hole punch in it for some reason. I don't. Oh, it's because they did. But Butler's weird. Well, they they hole punch your thing so you, so you don't get into building. You don't get access into buildings anymore. General admission. Sunday grandstands. Oh, it's like pick your own seat. Yeah. How much is that? Twenty five bucks. It's the college. College ticket. Are you freaking kidding me? Pick any seat you want to. Okay, let's go to the start-finish line. About <laughs> 15 rows up. We can see go coming off of two a little bit, maybe some of the backstretch. Oh, man, that would be crazy. But We got we to gotta plan this stuff better. We can, go, we can go, go down to Homestead. I'm not going down to Homestead. <clears throat> It's a long drive. They might not be racing at Homestead. Uh, How many weeks right. is that? Three weeks? A yeah. month? It's not really going to... Hurricane Ian's not really going to hit Miami. It's more going to be Tampa. As, yeah, but it's a matter of where it goes and if you can get down through... Because it's going to go through Tampa. Up across the middle to, of the state, across yeah. Across to Daytona. Still is a pretty significant hurricane. Being able to get everything down to Homestead. October 23rd, so it's a month away. I don't know. That's going to be one to watch. I don't think anybody said anything about that, and I don't want to speculate. You know, I don't want to Put it at North Wilkesboro. (laughs) Put it at North Wilkesboro. There you go. Back-to-back road courses, or back-to-back short tracks, or you could also just throw it at Rockingham as well. Could. (laughs) Or just... Why not? You could also come to Five Flags. I don't think we're going to get much of it. We might get some rain. Not getting anything. Thirty-five bucks. They don't have any. They don't have any races at Five Flags until the Snowball Derby. Thirty-five bucks at Homestead. It's got to be because it's the week of. There's no way or the that the fact it's, that it's Talladega. Yeah, but our t- tickets are are they that expensive? At, I mean, Atlanta tickets were cheap. Atlanta was a great race. Uh-huh. I mean, is it because it's the week of? I mean, that could be it. Could be. I might have to go home for the Brickyard 400 in 2024 is what it'll be. Just to say I was at the Brickyard 400 again. That would be so much fun. Yeah. I'll have to go with my dad again. That'd be pretty awesome. We always used to sit in the same seats, too. We're literally, start finish line is probably 100 feet to the left of us. Mm-hmm. And we'd go, we'd come in, we'd park on 30th Street, which is north of the track, walk through. All the, all the camping stuff and all the tailgating under a tunnel through a short chute. Right. Then you're in the infield. And at that, t- see, this is the thing, too. I guess a little story time. At Atlanta, when we were there, there were only five or six trailers for drivers, for merch. Really? And I and I think it's they've gone more team like Chase has his own trailer. Yeah. Kyle Busch has his own trailer. Uh Kevin Harvick has his own Blaney did not have his own. It was a Cindric Blaney Logano trailer. Okay. Where is it? Just a Penske trailer. Cindric? Way back then? No, it was the oh no, Atlanta. Oh, I got you. At Indy, you'd have you'd have every single so it was driver. A Penske trailer. Yeah. Every single driver had trailers. Back, Reed Sorensen had his own stinking trailer when he was driving for uh, for uh, Richard Petty. I mean, every I mean, you know, you, it, a buddy of mine was telling me that he lives up near 
Pocono. And I don't know if that's j- just because they say, you know what, we can throw all the merch here in this in this one trailer and have it as a team trailer as opposed to the one, but it's like only the like Tony Stewart would have his own now. Right. Jimmy Johnson would have his own. Jeff Gordon would have his own. Dale Jr. would have his own. But for those other guys that are stars but not as the big-time name, not that Joey Logano's not a big-time name or Ryan Blaney, but well, I mean, like I said, a buddy of mine who lives up near Pocono, he, he used to go to all the races, and he said it was a couple of years ago they started changing where the, the merge area was, and it wasn't necessarily all the haulers that were set up. It was a huge tent? Yeah. Like, like a Fanatics tent? Yeah. That, that was the case at Texas. When Bree and I went to the Texas race back in 20, 2019 in the spring, they had they had some trailers outside the track you went in and they had a big fanatics tent that had all this nascar stuff so they had like three or four trailers that were driver specific and then they had a huge tent that had nascar merch that was one thing that i didn't see when i was there was nascar merch they had an atlanta motor speedway one but that under this tent nascar had throwback shirts they had hats they had lanyards they had t-shirts that just said nascar and they had you know i don't it seemed like they partnered with fanatics briefly and then, I, I don't know if they still are. I think they are, but... See, I don't like how they do the race in electronics anymore, either. Of course, it's been years since I've been to a race. They have you, their own trailer, don't they? Well, they've, they've so, always had or, their own trailers. But you could just walk up, and I want two headsets and a scan view. And they do your order up, run your credit card, and give you the bag and the batteries, and give you the instructions, and say, drop it off in any of the trailers afterwards, and... They'd scan you back in after the race, and you got your credit back, and you were good to go. But now you got to reserve them online and actually have a reservation for these things, and you can't just walk them to the trailer anymore. How much are they to buy? Aren't they like three hundred bucks to buy them? Yeah, I mean it's it's not too bad. But if but that, you if you go to one or two races a year, it's almost worth buying it. Yeah, almost. Especially if you go to more than it's certainly. Yeah. Well, and see you. So at Five Flags, you're not able to use scanners, correct? Or do they have? I know for the snowball, I think some, they have some. It Arca, depends. Maybe? I was going to say it depends on uh, it depends on the the series. Do they, there are some series where they do have spotters. Do they print that information on like in like the PNJ, uh, or, or do they give? I wonder if they got like a scanner sheet at Five Flags that they give. I'm sure it's available. It's just a matter of doing your research and finding out. Or you could just well, we have the pleasure of contacting Tim. Or, or, just Ro- or, Robbie. Hey. or just going to, how was it, going to Radio Shack, buying a scanner. And just finding yeah. it. So that was that was fun. I used to have one of those scanners in my truck. And the first year, me and my buddy Darren went down to Daytona. We had infield passes, and you got to figure. We just had general admission parking infield Daytona. Nothing else. Like, there is nothing special whatsoever about this. No You're seats, just there. No nothing. We got inside Daytona. We go down to my little Ford Ranger flare side. This is cool as all get out until the race started. Then you couldn't see nothing. So we're sitting there about halfway through the Daytona 500. We go back because we're walking all over everywhere, trying to like crash these different motorhomes and see what we can see on TV to see what we can see. And so we go back to the truck. And I pull out the scanner, and I plug it into the cigarette lighter to, to actually turn it on and whatnot. And I throw it through the scan, you know, just and seeing you, what I can pick up. And you found something. Oh, I, I started picking up all sorts of stuff. So, you know, I'd, I'd hit scan, you know, to go to the next one. I actually picked up the Fox TV broadcast booth, but it was like the producers. So you could hear them calling out different cameras. So you heard the music start playing. They'd go to commercial. And then you'd hear him setting up, and something happened. It was the year that Clint Boyer actually finished the race on his lid. Okay. It was that particular race. Jack Daniels 07 car. Yep. Something happened in the race, and you just hear him all start, oh, man. They were in commercial. Somebody crashed. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Go to seven. Go to seven. Cut out a commercial. Come back. <laughs> That's another thing that they that, – that, I, that I was hate, before they had the side-by-side. Oh, side. my gosh. I hate the side-by-side side when that happens. Because every single time they do it, a wreck happens, it seems like. Yeah. Just, I I wish, and I know that there's so much TV time because the NASCAR races are so long. But if you could invest, if sponsors were willing to have it go nonstop coverage. Like an F1 race. NBC could do it. Fox would not. Because Fox doesn't have enough. 
NBC's got like six or five, five to six different personalities who could give their 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 input. You look at you, there's a guy that can look at telemetry data. Yeah. Hey, this is some of the telemetry that's going on now with tire wear, with fuel wear. You interview uh, in the race. You don't even interview them. You have them buzz in because they all got headsets on. You you put a channel on Crew Chief's radio. Hey, talking now to uh, Cliff Daniels, Crew Chief of Kyle Larson. Uh, so what? So what are some things that you've seen going on through through this race? Well, and it, it's like a thirty second bit, and that, that that's it. You get the amount of information I think that people would get would be so spectacular. Right. Of course, the sponsors have to be okay with going toe to toe, and you also have to have a broadcast that goes toe to toe. I mean, that would be that's a long broadcast. Yeah, it is. That's a real like. Imagine the Daytona <laughs> 500 for four straight hours, no commercials. I could, I could see that. Every single commer- every single caution though. You take a break. Hey, caution came out. We're we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have a recap of pit stops before we go green. They, so they, they don't they, cover they, the pit stops. They You're have, crazy. They have people cover pit stops, but you are crazy. No. Yes. The caution comes out, but there's there's no replays of the caution. Caution comes out. Maybe you give one replay. You cut the break for four minutes. You come back when they're on pit road. All right. Now we got some pit report here. Boom, 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 boom. It's four minutes of commercial. Every single caution. Oh no, no. I'm out. I'm out. So you want? Why? Why not? I know you want pit crew coverage, but I'm just saying. In order, if they, I want, I want the replay of if they want. If there's if there's though. a crash, I want the replays. I want to see what happened. I want to see what caused it. That's taking up the time of them restacking, regrouping, opening up pit road. I want to see the pit road coverage. So you would need no commercials, period. I, I would love that. If, but, if we're but going this route, yes. That would be absolutely – I think it would be awesome. You throw in the guys from Door Bumper Clear, it would be like a mega cast. Are you kidding me? Every single race. You're telling me you're going to go and, and as soon as the caution comes out – no replays, maybe one replay of the caution, and well, then we're... That's not what I want. I'm saying if the sponsors are like, we need commercial time. You're insane. Okay. I, I don't like the side-by-side thing. I'd rather have the side-by-side thing than, than miss You're out right. on something. You're right. But how about we just not do commercials? That'd be also great. That, that works. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> the sponsor money's not... I mean, I wonder if that's... I feel like there is enough downtime in races, though, where they can slide the commercials in where you don't miss the replays, you don't miss the pit stops. Yeah. I don't know. Instead of taking 10 laps and then going to freaking commercial, let's have periods of time where you have to hit commercials. Stage ends. Perfect timing to throw commercials in. Yeah. Caution comes out. Run some commercials. It's like a radio broadcast. You're live until you have a break, and then hey, we're gonna go go to break real quick. Even if you gotta play one commercial, you play the commercial. Mm-hmm. You make them up in the pre-race show. You make them up at the end. And I I wish that they so NBC does this way better than Fox. Fox is horrendous at post-race show. It's because a- NBC B- actually has a post-race show. Well, I know, but any even Fox NBC, doesn't. Even NBC's is. It's lackluster, I think, in a way. Like having Kyle Petty, I think the Kyle Petty, Dale Jarrett, and Brad Dartery are great. I wish it was longer. They go for like fifteen minutes, twenty minutes. All right, we're going to Peacock. No, this is why NBC Sports going away, and I understand why they did it. But NBC Sports going away absolutely kills a lot of people's ability to watch a post race show. Because oh, I got to go to Peacock. Well, I don't have Peacock. I, I can't hear my favorite driver now. It's a bummer. You know, I, I, and again, it's like the whole Amazon Prime thing with Thursday Night Football. Well, you're really going to take games away from everybody? Well, it's going to encourage you to get Prime. There's more than just watching football with Prime, you know. You get packages, you like get free ACM shipping, awards. day shipping, you know, you get all those other things. Which, but, I don't know. On, on Amazon Prime, I'm, I'm mad. I placed an order on Sunday. <laughs> I, and it was, was all scattered. Well, there was. I was supposed to have a delivery on Monday. Two of the things were supposed to come in on Tuesday. And the last thing was supposed to come in on Thursday. You haven't gotten anything yet, have you? Well, by choice. Okay. Said you can scatter out or you, they, they have this delivery, prime delivery day now. Have you seen this? 
delivery day. I know Prime Day, but not Prime Delivery Day. They now have a delivery day. If you have a bunch of stuff that's supposed to be scattered out, it all comes on can, one day. You can opt for delivery day, and I got like a five dollar credit for everything to be delivered on Friday. So now I have to wait until the end of the week. So you got an extra five bucks for just waiting. For waiting till the end. I'll of the say week. less. I would absolutely do that. Yeah, but now I gotta wait until the end of the week for all my stuff. You know what? I felt the same way because I ordered a PS5. It was supposed to come in yesterday, and <laughs> nature called. Nature called. You had to pee. <laughs> nature called, and I missed the package being delivered. <laughs> Did I tell you about this? No. This was yesterday. <laughs> I had, we had we had our meeting, we had our meeting, and it was about Hurricane Ian. And again, nature called. We had to be here. Apparently, I was doing laundry. I wasn't anticipating this. I thought we could have gotten on a Zoom, which was in the email. That didn't happen. Drew, you need to come in. Okay, I leave. Five minutes later, sorry we missed you. I was like, "Are you kidding me?" Now, not not the, look. I. It wasn't even about the PS5 and me not being able to pick it up until today. It's just the principle of I had stuff planned for the day and, and, Why don't and you the have day got like ruined. That delivered here because I don't trust people. You tell Tina. It doesn't matter. I, I not that I know that I they mean, wouldn't I'm, open it. I'm, I'm, I'm I fortunate. It. I'm fortunate enough where you know I have this and and Aaron works for a law firm, but if we have something like. That you, being you, delivered, you send it to her law firm. It doesn't. It doesn't go to the house. Yes, it either comes here or it goes to the law office. Well, that's the thing too, because because I, 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 I guarantee somebody's there to sign for it. Well, well, that's right. See, I nobody was there to sign for because Brie worked. Or I number two, if it in. doesn't require a signature, it's not going to sit out on my front porch. Oh, I, yeah, absolutely not. Something like that. Heck no. Oh, I hope it's still sitting up there on my desk. <laughs> Is that where? Podcast is over. Go talk Gillen. I'm plugging the thing in down there. What are you talking? No staff meeting today. We're playing the PlayStation Man, 5, all right? Got, I have four TVs in my studio. In, in, in all seriousness. Do you have the one with two controllers? Uh, we one. did not get a controller. We we got Well, in order to get free shipping, you had to get something else. So I was like, you know what? Cheapest thing is that, because these controllers are like 70 bucks now. They're just as much as the games. The I got a, a wireless charger for the controller. But you only have one controller. Correct. I we need we need to get another one. But Bree and I don't play together the PlayStation together like that, so we really don't need a second one. I did tell her though, because not. But for your friends who don't have a PS5, well, hang on. Not that there is an anger management issue with the both of us, but <laughs> Bree gets particularly irritated. How big is your TV? Fifty-five inches. See, I feel like you need to come over to Moose Manor this evening. Hook it up to the seventy-five. Bring your PlayStation Five. I is can't it, wait is it until four K. Is your TV a 4K? Uh, I be- yes. Uh, no, it's not. I well, hang on. No, no, it's not. No. Speaking of which, our TV. How long do TVs? What what a TV do you have? And then we're really rambling here. But what TV do you have? I've got an LG 4K. How long have you had it for? Uh, two years. It still is. It still works and everything. Good. Steam. See, mine mine's still good. I didn't. I don't know. There's. I might just be. It was funny. Aaron watched her first 4K football game the other day. Because they're offering 4K now. Well, at least on YouTube TV, they're offering a trial now. Well, so Fox Sports on Cox has an events channel. And so you can watch college football in 4K. And so we were sitting there on the couch, and I think it was it was the uh, Oregon-BYU game a couple weekends ago. That don't, you almost, almost have, to, have, to, have to wipe your eyes to make sure you're seeing things properly. Well, well, that's the thing. I was like, hey, honey, watch this. So I had it on Fox. And then I said... Now watch this, and I go over to the 4K, and I was I was like I was literally like the eye doctor. I said, <laughs> "Is this one better, or is this one better?" She goes, "I can see all the different fans in the other one. I can I can yeah. see the individual people in the stands." That's right. I'm like, see, this TV was I bought it. Did I ever tell you my TV story? Christmas Eve, you got I walked it for what 100 bucks. I walked to the BJ's. It was on a flatbed. There was a piece of paper taped to it. Somebody had returned it, bought it for Christmas. It was too big for their apartment. It just had a piece of paper said final price two fifty seven eighty two, as opposed to thirteen ninety nine ninety nine. Yeah, plus tax. You saved thousand dollars on that sucker. Final price 
They didn't even add tax on it. It was like they ran the price yeah. in there. That included tax. Oh, my gosh. You're used to it. Yep, <laughs> popping it down. I'm getting it. Well, that's the thing, too. So I drive home on Christmas Eve. Aaron's like, what is that? I said my Christmas present. <laughs> Believe me, I saved a lot of money on it. That's what you got to say. It was $1,300 instead. Got it for two ninety. Well, that's the thing, too, is last year. We now year, have a 55-inch in our bedroom. <laughs> that's great. Last year. NASCAR was on. It was in 4K because NBC because YouTube had their trial. I wonder if it. I wonder if uh, it would be the same here with NBC because they did. They had Fox and they had NBC. I watched a NASCAR race in in 4K. Man, it, it's. You don't think it's that much of a difference until because you're like, oh, this is HD. It's great. When you turn on 4K, believe us, it looks so much clearer. The paint schemes look amazing, even better than you can think. And NASCAR in 4K is special. Now, now these 8K TVs, it's going to hurt your eyes. Because <laughs> have you been to Best Buy and seen one of these? No, I have not. It's better than your it's better than your eyesight. Wow, it's absolutely un- unbelievable. So you're bringing the PS5 over to my house? Uh, we'll have to. Well, let's see what we can do. I'll have to bring it here to work. Bring your bring. bring we'll hook it up to the. I'm not bringing my 75 inch 4K up here. <laughs> Bubble wrap it and bring it over. (laughs) All right, that's going to do it for the podcast. Enjoy the Talladega race. We'll talk more next week with all the headlines and going into the Roval final race of the round of 12.